Hello and welcome back to the Centennial 38 podcast. My name is Warners. I'm Jared. And we're back with another episode of the C38 podcast. Three games. It's been so long. Yeah, two two weeks ago since our last podcast because uh, we're both going on the away days. And uh, I remember listening on the away days uh, episode uh, right before that, right before the games. I said this is much more going to the places that we're going to go see as opposed to seeing the Rapids play. And listening back, I mean, it makes it makes a lot more sense how this uh, how this season uh, progressed. Um, Jared, let's let's talk uh let's talk about not any one individual game because they were all pretty bad but let's just talk about the sort of um chance not chances I don't even want to talk about chances in the playoffs but what this kind of means what that bad stretch of road games means for the season season is officially done um I came on here. I said you need a solid seven points, right? You need to be in. You need to. We had thirty-two points at the beginning of the stretch. And now we have thirty-three. I said you need to have thirty-nine if you want to be within uh, striking distance of the playoffs. The Galaxy are right now eighth with thirty-nine. The Rapids are eleventh uh, with thirty-three. Um, time times are tough here for 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 Rapids fandom. Jared, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I, I think not being negative, just being realistic, going into this road stretch, we always knew it was going to be tough. Um, we've really been looking for a catalyst, something that kind of changes the season, something that changes the narrative around this team. And rather than find anything that changed our fortunes or propelled us to perform better than we have in the past, it was really just an affirmation of, of where this team is right now. Um, one goal produced in three games. What do you say? You know, you're never going to win. You're not taking seven points on the road when you come back with one goal. Um, you know, and it's, um, you said you don't want to talk about the games. That's fine. I think it's more right now. Everyone's just kind of collecting thoughts and, um, well, we there's some talk- vitriol out there. Uh, but I think really now it's just a reshape. And and kind of putting in context what this season means and where we go from here. Yeah, and, and we could talk about each game kind of a quick. Re- There's just you know three games to talk to talk about. Um, um, it's just sort of a, a a a rough spot because the team has not won since August sixth. That team hasn't won in a month, um, and then you lose you know two crucial. Uh, points you lose home points to the crew in Houston at home and my main thing is that and and I think I'm gonna pull up the tweet you said it best but my main thing is I am sick of the club and players saying there's still a chance you know uh, and and I'm looking through and, and and you're saying you said it perfectly like after going you know everyone Everyone can see that 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 was uh, atrocious. That whole that whole road stint was atrocious. And this is this is what you said. I'm going to quote uh, Jared Geisler at Jared underscore Geisler on Twitter. I like Robin and Porgus people. Their robotic, repetitive, and empty media handling actually makes them a lot less likable in their jobs. Say you sucked. We all watched you do a week long sucky barnstorm, and no one is acknowledging the suck. These games aren't in a vacuum. And, uh, you know, 
I, I could not agree 100% more. I think these losses would be a lot. I mean, this road stretch would be a lot less, um, you know, woeful and, and terrible had, you know, had the club came out and, and kind of addressed it and kind of put out a statement, you know. I remember uh, the switchbacks lost, uh, uh, like, and, and they're like at top of the table right now. Uh, maybe, maybe not top of the table, but I haven't been keeping up with USL, but they're up there. They're not. They're not where the Rapids are in terms of um, standings. Uh, I'm looking at here now. They are third in the Western Conference in the USL. They lost a game a couple of weeks ago that was kind of, you know, crucial to their to their victory. They lost five zero or something, and the club e- immediately came out and put out a statement. Um, and for our club to not come out and put out a statement like that. Um, when when even like USL sides in the same state are, are putting out you know uh, pressers about like oh we're we're apologizing for the for the form of the team we apologize for the uh, a bad game like we're gonna do better um, it's just kind of a, a nice connection between the fan and the club and and that I honestly think that if anything the past couple of years under under this new kind of uh, era of the Rapids way. The fan to club connection has truly just been further tarnished, and it, and it keeps getting tarnished every every game that goes by with with radio silence from the Rapids and radio silence from uh, front office, and you know there's just there's just nothing to 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 like about the club right now with with its connection to the to the fans. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you want something to be happy about, look no further than the tailgate. That's, you know, that group of people that that comes together, makes the game day atmosphere what it is, despite the soccer rather than because of the soccer in a lot of ways. Um, I think this is the KSE model, and I don't like it necessarily. Um, You know, we've had conversations with Porig where he's been open with this, and um, it's, it's exciting to hear when he is not necessarily giving away any inside secrets, but just kind of um, letting you know what's going on. Yeah, and uh, you you can kind of feel in his tone, um, talking to media, Robin as well, that it's it's kind of coached to be buttoned up, I think, from the inside out. You look at how Arsenal is run. Um, The fans at Arsenal last year were irate the entire season because we weren't getting answers. um, And now you turn it around the following season and all of a sudden you get good results. And the fans are off your back. And I think KSC is watching that and going, we don't need to be transparent. We don't need to necessarily have a plan. We can kind of figure it out as we go. And when we have great seasons, they'll love us. And we have bad seasons, they'll hate us. And that's going to happen anyways. Can can I be Um, honest? In a way, that's true. But it certainly is not, you know, you stack up, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, you stack up the fact that haven't signed any marquee players, despite saying it's going to be an active window, still can't watch the team on TV even when you're trying your best and you're tracking down all the media around the Rapids, you still can't. I mean, if you were to listen to any interview throughout the season, you would think that we're a mid-table team that is, you know, perfectly positioned in striking distance to make a playoff run. Um, you would not be able to tell the difference from the tone, from either the team media, any of the interviews with players and coaching, uh, management. It just, it, it seems like we we're just content with where things are and I know that can't be true but if you don't tell us otherwise um and you show the same ridiculous I mean we we can talk about you know we said talk a little bit about the games as we go but early and late goals once again 
Um, the Houston game at home, I think, really still is is ringing in everybody's ears because that's the last thing we saw at Dick Sporting Goods Park where you just turn your brain off and give a goal to the last kick of the the game. And then afterwards, we, we talk about refereeing and, and how, you know, talk about the fact that we have given up so many late goals this year and we are mentally weak and we have to fix it. If you say that, we can we can say okay, that's that's true. Well, you know, we we have given up way too many late goals, but we talk about things like they are in a vacuum, devoid of the context of the rest of the season, um, which is frustrating. And it's frustrating to come back with one point from a potential nine on the road, but also, I mean, <laughs> if odds makers would have said the same thing, they had us to lose at Philly, they had us to lose at uh at Nashville and then I think a draw was the most likely result against DC. That's that what we it. came back with. We didn't overperform, but we also didn't underperform. It's just what we are at this point in time. Um the the kind of most frustrating thing I think and why this uh the remaining stretch of games if there aren't more answers um or you know, another answer could be playing different players, um, maybe showing us the youth that we have in the club and, and something that may be on display in the future. But until we see something or hear something different, we are all going to be wondering, what the heck's going on? And uh, there's certainly at this stage, you know, uh, we, we try to hype the team every different turn, any way we can. We're going to be trying to hype the team more often than not. Um, it's tough, and and there isn't sure signs that there's going to be anything different on the pitch uh, come next March. Yeah, and I think uh, you said it best. It's just frustrating, right, um, to see the club just kind of, you know, uh, ignore fans, you know, and we, we're, we're C30. We come at this from more than just kind of a tactical analysis. We're coming at it from a fan perspective. There, There's nothing um, – there's no uh, consolation to the fans – here regarding any of any of like the um other results here and there's no there's no kind of accountability and i think that's that's the main thing is that what people want is they want someone to take accountability they want someone to to, to admit that you know that the season is is not only gone but to put to further address it how we're going to move forward I, I i've said for a while now that uh that the the rapids are due to have another op-ed um addressing where they want to go as a team um who like you know what they want to what what they want to see in the next few years because uh we we made it to the playoffs twice you know in in the last few years since the op-ed and so that's not really a perennial playoff team but beside that no. it's like we we they have hit on everything else they said they don't want to sign bad deals they don't, they don't want to sign players to bad contracts, and I I think we've rarely been tied down to a bad contract in the last few years. They they want to create a youth pipeline, and uh, there there are some you know showings of that. Uh, I, I I think they they were big on Toure, and then you know got hurt. But uh, in the moments that I've seen Yappy, it's it's been pretty good. Um, so so there is a youth kind of focus pipeline, quote quote. Like, I won't take. A, I won't say they, there's not, you know. But beside that, beside all the stuff that they had mentioned in that op-ed, the perennial playoff team is the only thing they didn't hit off, hit on. And um, you know, I, I there needs to be a, a new kind of restructuring. If I'm a fan, I, I need kind of a guidance as to what what's next. 
uh, because they also said we want we want to be held accountable for these kind of stuffs and and this is you know this is fans holding them accountable uh this is yeah. something that they wanted themselves so uh, Absolutely. And if you if you think about a time for a fresh start, now is the time. You have a little bit of time where we're still in the the wilderness of football, where we're out of the playoffs, we're not on TV, and no one cares. Um, you know, that is the wilderness of football. You, you you're not disappointing anyone because no one has any expectations. No one's watching because it's not on TV, and you have nothing to play for. That's the wilderness. Um, so we have a, a little span here where we can try some things, try something different. It would be great to do that. But I think you, saying the word accountability is, is exactly right. And because we haven't seen the club and the members of that club holding themselves accountable, now the fans will hold you accountable. Um, you, you haven't been accountable to the poor results all year. It's always been somebody else's fault. Something else happened, or there's this external factor into the season, we've sucked. And you haven't said we've sucked. We haven't acknowledged how bad it's been. Um, so now the fans will hold you accountable. And, uh, you know, I, I think as anybody, we're small J journalists. We're putting out a podcast here. Um, neither one of us, you know, went to Syracuse or, uh, you know, any other big journalism school. We're just kind of reporting on what we see. And uh, what we see is that there has not been that internal accountability. And you talk about the things we have done well. Talk about the pipeline. Um, when I heard that we wanted to have a youth pipeline, I thought it was more like a, a small local deal where we were going to have a small pipeline from our youth club to our top team. And while that has been somewhat true, uh, maybe the, the front office should be roundly applauded because they've actually built a really, really long transcontinental pipeline under the Atlantic Ocean. Um, where you know the the prize talents that have come out of our youth academy are now um, at at uh, Fortuna Sittard and uh, Royal Antwerp, uh, respectively, and um, you know that's great. But what we get for it, um, you know, you keep saying that the players probably wanted to leave and and all of this, and that might be true, but. There's also situations where we could have tied them to contracts right here in Colorado. Um, if they really had a European bug to, to or itch to scratch, they, we could have done it via loans and still held um, a little bit more uh, control over these players. Where you know we we could have, um, I think, extended their relationships. We we sold, I think, possibly a little bit early. Um, but, uh, at the end, the end result is we sold off the best talent we had that got us to the top of the West and we have not replaced it, um, with likewise talent, um, evidenced by what we put on the field. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it's, I mean, <clears throat> I, I think I, I will, I will agree to a lot of that. Uh, I think, uh, originally I felt as though the Kellen Acosta trade, we both talked about it. There's going to be a follow-up to it. Um, something tells me that they, you know, traded Acosta, got all this money, and then re-signed some key players, and that was it. <clears throat> we didn't really have much going into the into this season that, that was going to, you know, we, we just haven't had a, uh, a strong set of players. I mean, you look at the, uh, even when Brian Acosta signed, I don't think anyone was screaming like this is going to be a great signing and and then a lot of the times if i see a signing like uh i'll immediately say whether i like it or not the barrio signing last year i liked a lot people were off in it and he ended up being amazing right and this season 
not only have we sold talent and 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 haven't adequately replaced it, but the talent that was also here last year, barring barring uh, Rubio, has regressed massively, dude. Um, yeah, and the values have diminished it the same way. I mean, at that point, like value, like is is you know, value depends on who you're looking at, right? But you can't tell me that Lucas Estevez last year was was this bad. You know, he came in last year, I, and I thought he was, you know, kind of coming into his own, uh, especially after Vines left. It was it was always going to be hard to replace Vines, but I thought Estevez did a solid job last year, and this year. He is half the player that he was, man. He's making mistakes. He's letting Hanny Mukhtar hop over him and score a goal. Um, so clearly, I think the club is ready. I, I it's hard for me to see how um, they decide to bring him on. Uh, I mean, we were looking up and down the roster, and there's so many names here that I, that we could definitely see move on. Um, and that's kind of the the point of the whole, you know, the whole wilderness thing you said is we're we're at a point now where we're kind of looking forward. I mean, us as fans, I know the club's not going to admit that uh, publicly. I mean, at this point, they should. What are, you, are we going to be the we had we had the best stretch of the season right after we got eliminated from the playoffs? Like, no one cares. Show show us something else. Yeah, yeah. Because at this point, man, it's it, it is definitely. Um, I mean, it's gone, dude. Like anyone that still thinks we're gonna make it, uh, we have to win out and then hope for results the other way. And, and what did we say? Is like this is the worst. This is the worst spot you could be in for this season. Like if we were, uh, if we were right now fighting, like imagine we do get seven points. Imagine we do beat DC. We do beat Nashville. We draw with Philly. Imagine you know we still had kind of that magic of last year. We'd be right now talking about potential playoffs, about how we need a, a must-win this Saturday against Vancouver, right? Because then that would a win would propel us right into the playoffs, and, and then that's where you want to be, is in the hunt. Right now, uh, the Rapids got stomped out, uh, and the club is uh, thinking that they're still going to make a run. It's, it's, it's looking very much not possible. I wouldn't bet on it. Uh, but yeah, let's let's talk real quickly. Six nil Philly versus Rapids. Uh, here's my biggest takeaway. We don't have to go through all the goals. My biggest takeaway is uh, Markinich and Viasia are not ready. Viasia, um, as much as uh, I really wanted him to work out, I think he is. Uh, I think they might be looking to pivot away from him. There's been sort of um, there's been sort of rumors that uh, Ecuadorian teams, Colombian teams, South American teams in general have been inquiring about him, and, and I think for a good cost, for a good price, he can go. But the amount we paid for him, uh, he is quick, and and you know his his uh, his errors on the field, his inability to play a nice ball, um, it's just not good enough. For, for how much we paid for him. And then Markinich, on the other hand, he is um, too green. I think he's too green. I think the club wants to put him in a spot where he could be the starting left back, but I think he's just too green. Um, he's, he feels shaky, and I feel like a lot of the times he gets bullied off the ball. And then Preso, man. Preso, 
in this Philly game before all the goals, you know, he played really well. Um, and so I don't know why we're not playing him enough. I don't know what they did going score on. in the ninth minute one. So before all the goals was eight minutes. So um, Bar- okay, but I bar- knew- <laughs> no, I know. But barring the goals, I want you to go back to that match. Don't look at any of the goals conceded. Look at just the the work rate from Preso to win every fifty fifty uh, that he can. The the work rate for him to just body people off, and then sure enough, I mean we we lost it due to our back line more less so than Preso. But he was I thought Preso was super active. Uh, if there's one thing I can take away from from the game is that Preso was um, was a stud, in my opinion. You know, and, and a lot of people might disagree. Um, a lot of people will say, "Look at the my only." Line. I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't one of the most promising players on the field. My my only contention is there are no studs in a team that gets beat six now. Right, but if we're, I mean, I'm looking for takeaways from a Rapids perspective. The one thing I could take yeah. away is Preso is solid. And and he, I don't know why he's not starting next to whoever the other center mid is, but uh, certainly that's one of the names. That's one that I'd be looking for um, in the next few games to see a whole lot of Ralph. Um, and that's not a, a throw up joke. <laughs> Ralph Preso needs to be playing. Uh, we've got to see what we've got in the kid. I've been kind of a I've been a critic all year because I think he's too green still. Um, I, you know, I don't think that he's quite ready to be a. Um, a piece that you can just pencil into an MLS team and expect that MLS team to be a playoff team. I just don't think he's quite that level, especially without one heck of a team around him. Um, another name, you said it, Markinich. I I don't know if I've said this on the pod, but I've definitely told you off the pod, it looks to me like they are shoehorning him in for the starting left-back job for next year. I would be very surprised um, if Lucas comes back, just given the defensive frailties, and the next name on the list is Markinich uh, to step into that position. So I think you're right; he is a bit green, um, but this is the time. Um, if you can blood him in and get him used to the level at MLS, and uh, all of a sudden we can we can have another player come through that left back spot from from our academy. That you know, I wouldn't anticipate if that happens. Enjoy the season that we have because it does the the pattern has been if he does play well, he'll be sold off for for you know what a pittance. But um, I would be personally surprised if Markinich isn't our starting left back come come beginning of next year. So I again. Preso Markinich, we have to see a whole lot of them over the next five matches. Well, and here's another thing I want to mention. Uh, left back and center mid, two young guys. We also used to have two young guys in, in, in Vines and Bassett, right? With with Vines, a lot of people were kind of iffy on him because he was green. But, you know, I saw Vines' first couple of games under... under uh, under the Burgundy and Baluna, and I thought he was solid. I thought he should get the uh, the left back job, and a lot of people were not really on board with it. And sure enough, he proved to be a great left back for the team. And same with Cole Bassett. I I did not rate Cole Bassett when I first saw him, and you know for you know he's kind of stuck. You know, uh, he's kind of forced me to eat crow over the years. But uh, in it, we we gotta hope that next year the left the magic of Vines and, and Bassett gets replicated in Markinich and Preso. Uh, and and it's, you know, it's no wonder that, that um, you say you can't plug in Preso to like a, 
MLS playoff type team? I think you absolutely can. I think I think I've seen enough of him to realize that uh, that he is definitely. I, I think he's definitely ready. Um, and, and and you know, we didn't. You know, we 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 sent Mac for him, and um, you know that that might be some pressure of, of like a price tag, but he's he's still really young, and I think some mistakes are bound to happen. Absolutely. But his drive um, to just go out and kind of be a be a bulldog in in, in the um, in the pitch is is one that's really remarkable. It, it's of all the players that have given a fight in the last three games, the the player that's really stood out to me was Preso. So I mean, whatever that may be worth in in a you know ten one kind of uh, three game roads road stretch was just one point. Whatever that might be worth, I, I think he's going to be a solid piece for next year if they play him. Like I don't know why they don't why they didn't play him against DC, but that's you know beside the point. Whatever. Uh, the four one against Nashville. My biggest takeaway is that we looked really good in the first half, and and the club agrees they thought the first half was real good. But I mean, soccer is a ninety minute games. You can't just be solid for the first forty five. You got to be solid for all ninety minutes. You got to be solid for the last ten. Of the second of the first half, the last ten of the first, the first ten of the first, all of it. You got to be paying good close attention to all of it. The first half came out; they played really well. They they dominated. They they uh, had their possession. They knocked the ball around. They they guarded Heine Mukhtar really well. And then comes halftime. Uh you just knew. I, I feel like everyone knew. Like uh, come halftime, the, the the two teams, the team that was going to come out firing on all cylinders, Nashville. And sure enough, they did. They scored three on us in the second half. And another capitulation of of after playing some solid some solid footy and then going in and kind of you know shit in the bed the next half. It's all too common for this to, for this team. I mean, this is rinse and repeat at this point. Yeah, and one guy that was turned on for ninety minutes, scoring in every third of the game, uh, Hani Mukhtar, who looks MVP quality. Um, what a player! And uh, certainly, he he showed his class. Um, he he showed why Nashville's sailing and and we're floundering a bit. Um, really took the game by the scruff of the neck. And the Zardes goal was was a really nice team goal. Uh, I believe it was Bateshower that got the assist on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when that went in, it was like, oh well, um, maybe maybe, um, but quickly squashed in the second half. That's yeah. I feel like that's a good analogy for the season is it was looking good it's looking real good and then it got squashed for whatever reason uh the team just kind of i mean it's it they they whimpered throughout this season i think and then the zero zero against dc united i i kept telling everyone there this is a mid-off this is two teams that are you know well out of the playoffs fighting for scraps at this point i don't think either team showed up and then a penalty saved by Yarbrough, his first penalty save with the Rapids, um, which is a crazy stat. Uh, in his in his twelve penalty kicks, that's his first save. Um, and, and, and you know penalties penalties are whatever. I'm not gonna fault Yarbrough for this being his first one. I'm glad he got a save here. He denied Benteke, who I think is overrated. Um, I think everyone that DC assigned is pretty much overrated, but that's beside the point. Um, the big thing about this one is there was, there was 
nothing. This was the worst. I know we lost six nil to 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 Philly, but we were a man down. And then in Nashville, there was some signs of life. But in this one, dude, the worst football from not from from both sides. Both sides played atrociously. And uh, given where we're at now, um, it makes sense where we're at in the in the playoff standings. Uh, yeah, I, I thought this game had nil-nil written all over it. Um, I felt that multiple times through the game, but also because it was so frantic and you knew both teams were so prone to air, uh, I never had the guts to tweet this has 0-0 zero, zero written all over it because I didn't want someone to put that back in my face three minutes later when someone gets a counterattacking goal. Um, the the Yarbrough penalty save, everyone tried to hype that up. Why isn't he in save of the week? It's you know, we, He finally got... He, Huge penalty save. Huge for the moment, possibly, but it, he scuffed the penalty. That was a terrible penalty from Vintecki. Uh It's almost, uh, Yarbrough, the only trouble he had with it is that he had to pull his arms back into body. Um, he wasn't at full extension. The ball, very rarely do you see a one-hopper. Vintecki uh, kind of skidded it, and it bounced once and was three feet inside the post. Horrible penalty, uh, but glad that we were able to save that. Uh, another note from this game, Felipe Gutierrez somehow wound up on the MLS team of the week for this performance, um, which I found baffling. Um, cares, could, could you, did you see something yeah. that I didn't see? 80% passing, no goals created. It doesn't get any better than that in the league? I, I don't care. Even when we did get onto the nah, team of the week is nothing, dude. They, they just put whoever scores the most and on the bench can be and he's on the bench. He's not on the main team of the week. Um I mean I I, I get, you know, in, in from MLS's point, but it, it really does not matter to me. I don't give a fuck, dude. I, I I uh whether our players are on the team of the week when we're up or when we're down, I've never really you know, I've never really that's never really concerned me, honestly. Sure. Um, and we've always said, you know, power rankings, MLS, anything, all-star games, it's, a, you know, that's a pageant. Uh, but just interesting that they found that his, his performance stood out. I mean, the goal line save could could have been it, but you yeah. know, like uh, I think just as the Rapids do, I think the league looks at it in a vacuum, looks at games in a vacuum, and, you know, for, for whatever reason, they they thought to give him the the nod so that, that's all i could say uh but to kind of wrap this this podcast up the rapids play against vancouver whitecaps in what is now a uh if you win that's cool but you know it's not a must win it was it's a must- academic at this point and it, and it was like i say win. i just hope that we see some new faces I, I was harping loud about how the game against columbus was a must win and how the game against uh, Houston was a must-win, and and now you know you don't have you know you lose those you didn't lose those games you drew, and I think the club can always um um you know the the, the club can always say like oh well, well we got we got a point and, and I'm like well you got a point but like look at the next few games like like you said the we don't we operate within a vacuum and that's really upsetting and. They're gonna if the Rapids win against Vancouver Whitecaps, which you know they probably will. You know, the law of like averages or whatever. Like, a team can't be this bad forever. Hopefully, hopefully we don't carry this into next year. Because uh, I would hate for the year to start with 
the Rapids are on the longest winless streak as we've done as we've done so before. Um, just get some wins. I, I want to see. I want to see Preso. I want to see whoever is going to be um, whoever's going to be playing next year. Uh, if if it is if 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 you if you do want to to give Felipe Gutierrez more time to prove himself, whether or not you buy him out, I mean it's it's TBD. But he was signed, and Nicholson was signed to to make a push for the playoffs. Not hey, do you guys want to like show us that you got something so like we we can sign you for next year and that you could be even more of a disappointment. Like it, it is at this point, just just um, just rack up as many Rubio goals, call it a, call it a day, call it a season, and then we'll we'll be back. And you know, for the San Jose game, we'll, we'll you know t- take bits and bits and pieces from the Vancouver game. We'll take bits and pieces from all the rest of the games. But at this point, either uh, either tell us what's up or or stop giving us lip service. This is kind of more of like a general, um, you know, overall talk to the team is like. Where the time for like lip service is over, like there needs to be some accountability held for for how the season has turned out and where we find ourselves uh, in in comparison to last year. I always said that uh, it's going to be hard to have those expectations to reach first again, but I mean, uh, we were comfortably in fourth, third, uh, fifth for all of last year. That should have been the expectation: is to sit comfortably within the playoffs, and for us to kind of. Uh, be the first place in the West to 11th place, a huge, huge drop off. It is just completely pathetic. And I think the, um, the lack of communication there is, is ultimately what is, uh, sa- what's made me sour on this season. Uh, cause I can, I can excuse kind of, uh, games in which we win XG, but we're unlucky, right? Like I've done it before where I was like, yeah, the team lost, but they played well. The team's not playing well. The team is losing, and the communication from the team is, don't worry, it's all going to be okay, where it's not the fact at all. So, Jared, any any final thoughts? Hey, final thoughts. Uh, tailgate will be chilly, so make sure you bring a jacket on Saturday um, because uh, I, I although that sounds ridiculous, as it's been close to a hundred degrees every day this week, um, the the gods have uh, ruled upon the Rapids Day that we shall have a sixty degree high uh, kickoff temperature around fifty five. So um, you know, pack pack a at least a jacket. Um, not quite as cold as the beginning of this season, but, uh, not nearly as warm as it has been the rest of the week. So, uh, you know, we'll still be out there. We'll still be tailgating. We'll still be cheering on our pids. Um, and we'll be looking for something different, something that we can bring back to you guys next week and say, Hey, this, this has changed or this guy did flash. Um, but we're going to have a long off season of, of thinking about where we go, um, roster wise before next season, uh, personnel uh, included, and that personnel, um, you know, a lot of the names that we'll have next year are probably on this team, um, and we've got to see somebody fight um, because the the players that are willing to fight with right now, um, if, if you're willing to fight now, you're going to be willing to fight uh, when there are things on the line, and so seeing what. What some of our younger guys have, you know, um, we, we've got Yappi on the bench and haven't seen a lot of him this year, even though he's he has looked promising in limited minutes. Um, Markinich again, we should see. Preso, we've seen a little bit of, probably going to get a healthier dose for, for the remainder of the season. Um, I, 
these are names that that we will see if these are on the on the list next year. But um, we're certainly hoping that uh, the tone changes and we can talk about how well our youngsters performed and uh, give us something to be excited about as we as we go into an off season that right now is looking particularly dour, as you could tell from from the last uh, thirty some minutes of of us kind of uh, talking about that road trip and and we're going to wash that out of our mouth with a win on Saturday with the youngsters um, and and get get the offseason kicked off the right way. Well, here's the thing about the offseason, right? Um, much more than just kind of the Rapids is this is an offseason where we will be able to watch the World Cup. So if anything, uh, uh, it's a World Cup and guitar is kind of already fucked, but if anything... That is what I'm most looking forward to in the offseason is the World Cup. Currently looking at Panini stickers uh, to finish out my album. Uh, but that's just kind of that, – that is going to go to show you where I uh, – what I'm most looking forward to is the offseason. It's not the offseason window or the moves or if we decide to re-sign uh, Estevez or, or Gutierrez. No, what oh, I'm give most me the looking grit. forward Put to – Put me in the mud. I'm looking forward to those details. No, I uh, – I, I, I'm waiting to see the World Cup. It's going to be a uh, uh, the World Cup. You can never be be upset about. Uh, as Hot much prediction as I... for listeners: Every week, Juan will come back with a new player he's found from some off the beaten path country that the Rapids could really use on the on one of the wings. Oh, or we're, uh, we're this guy could ha- really solid up our back line. We're going to uh... have we're going to have those podcasts for sure. Like I have plenty of podcast ideas of um of uh uh that that'll keep us going throughout the off season and 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 ways to improve the squad but uh I just want to get everyone hyped for the World Cup that's really all I wanted to do yeah hey it's right around the corner now um something to look forward to in in lieu of looking forward to the playoffs um i it's going to be hard to watch so uh right now uh everybody c38 wise we're just all rooting against rsl so um every week we have a new team to root for um uh, with the common goal of of not seeing that team up north do anything spectacular well i mean under new under new management and uh a revitalized fan base um I kind of want them to win just so that, so that they could fucking cause a firestorm here up so that we can wake up and, and finally do something about it because um, because the way that they've kind of turned around their whole fortune, their misfortune with their previous owner to the new owners that actually care and that have actually like brought out fans to Sandy, it is increasingly... Uh, I Every, every year, I, I grow jealous and jealous of, of cut other it, teams. Cut and, it. Cut it out. No, 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 no. Now Juan's rooting for RSL to do I'm, well. It's no, over. I'm not rooting for RSL. I'm rooting for the <laughs> Rapids to wake up and see that that the model that RSL has done because they are that far there is from a better way. They're far from downtown, and they still are. They have owners that care, and they have owners that are filling out the stadium, and they're trying to actually win, and they're actually winning with our fucking former head coach. So and Nashville, add Nashville to that former head coach. Gary Smith on in Nashville with a better organization, a better situation with the stadium, a better overall experience, barring the overpriced concessions at Nashville. The teams are lapping us um, in the management department, um, and they it's just not good enough. Um, uh, so, something needs to give at this point because how RSL has been continuously better than us over the past few years uh, is proving more and more to be 
quite quite the um it, it's becoming quite pathetic and, and and quite frankly I'm becoming more and more jaded as as more seasons go by yeah. and we lose RMC and we lose out to the playoff spots and RSL makes it farther than us in the playoffs and they don't win they didn't win the playoffs they didn't win MLS Cup but they uh sure showed a lot more fight than we did and so um with that, uh, go Rapids. I hope they beat Vancouver. Um, I don't want us to beat Vancouver and the team to come out and say that there's still a chance. That would be absolutely dreadful. Um, but I also said if 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 they if they get on a five game win streak and stick into the playoffs, I'm gonna say yeah, they did it. I'll come and eat crow, whatever. But uh, you know, I don't think that that's gonna happen anytime soon. Uh, you can follow me at Warners FC. You can find me at Jared underscore Geisler. And then you can also follow us at C38SG Centennial38 on Facebook. Uh, shout out to all the Facebook people. Now that I know you're out there, I get it. Facebook I people. Facebook people. You guys have a great rest of your week, and uh, we'll see you on Saturday for the tailgate. Bye-bye. Let's go, Pids.